This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence here. Thank you, Lord, that we know you are here. And we thank you for coming. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for helping us to worship. Thank you for helping us to rejoice in you. Amen. Uh, we give you praise, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Lord, uh, speak to us. Precious Holy Spirit, you are the minister here. Speak to us. Minister to us. Amen. And, and pour your word into our heart. Let it fall into good soil. Let it uh, bear forth, uh, bring forth a hundredfold fruit. Amen. Like the snow and the rain that comes from heaven and waters the earth and causes the earth to sprout and bring forth bread to the sower, bread to the eater, seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall this word be, Father. It will bring forth a, a harvest in the lives of your people. Even as we continue in this word in the coming weeks and days. Minister precious Holy Spirit, minister, the truth of heaven, the truth that is Jesus, minister to each one of us, all of us, including me, minister, Lord, minister to me, minister through me, Lord, our hearts are open, our minds are alert, our whole being is receptive unto that which you want to speak to us this day, we commit ourselves into your hands, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, 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 hallelujah, you know, um, Okay, last week we, I shared my testimony, things like that. But uh, we're going into uh, learning something. Are you ready for change? Like I said, change is coming. Even as pastor has said, no, we are in the season of change. Amen? You're going to shift, shift. Amen? See, I, I want you to know every shift in the natural comes from a shift in the spirit. When you shift in the spirit, amen? in your life, and things in the natural start to shift. Amen. You know, uh, uh, if, if you have seen earthquakes, you know, what is shifting is a table. The earth's table under is shifting, you know, and nobody can see it. Can anybody see it? No. When that shifts, everything on the top starts to slip and slide and shift. Amen. Hallelujah. And like that, when everything inside of you starts to shift spiritually, amen, everything outside of you is forced to shift, amen, into a place where God wants it to come, amen. Uh, there's a couple of things which, are, which the, Lord, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me after I came here. One is that uh, even I think before I came, I think while I was driving, I don't know, I can't remember, but you know, it... it, it you know, the, the word, say the word. You and I, we all must put the word above everything. We know that, you know. You must put the word above your sickness. Only a few S's. You must put the word above your problems, above your financial needs, above your family needs, above your uh, uh, issues with children or, or issues with your uh, workplace or business or uh, you must put the word above it Amen. when you put the word above it you know when you exalt the word above it 
what happens is the power of the word will come down on it. Amen? And and enforce what the word says over it. Let me say that again. The power of God will come, the power of the word will come over it. Amen? And enforce what the word says on it. Amen? That's how you see miracles happening. That's how you see, you know, when everybody says, oh, no, no that's not going to happen. You know, uh, because, you know, there are so many natural factors that will not allow it to happen. You understand? But you put the word over it, amen? Everything in the natural has to subject to it. Amen. The issue with all of us, including me, the issue with all of us is we are not, you are not putting the word above our situations. We put our situations, you know, and maybe we put the word side by it. No, it cannot, it, it, cannot, it cannot work, you know. Unless, see, we are praising the name of Jesus this morning, you know. Unless you lift him up, you know, uh, above your, see, see, we all might have come, or at least some of us might have come with some trouble in our heart, you know. And when you start praising God above your troubles, you know, your trouble starts to go down. Why? Because the praise brings presence, Amen. And, and, and it will and work in that place. It will work in that situation. And even as, uh, after we broke bread, and as I sat down, you know, I had this word, just one word coming to me. Just one word. Remain. Remain. You know? We must remain. Don't go anywhere. Remain. <laughs> remain. Stay. Stay. You know, stay where you are watered. This church, amen. Stay. Okay, this. Okay, there's another church. You know, I know. I know people who hop, skip, and jump churches. Okay, no. Stay where you are fed. Stay where you are watered. Stay where you are growing. Amen. And the devil will make all kinds of issues, all kinds of excuses. You know, to take you away from here. Amen. Maybe he'll give you a job with uh, maybe double the salary also. Amen. But when you stay, amen, don't go like Lot. Don't be like Lot, amen. Okay. Uh, see, I have people, listen to me, I have people coming to my church, okay. I've been in ministry for some time. Coming to my church and said, oh, the Lord has told us to be with you. Very good. God has told you, no? Fine. I won't answer anything. Why, you know? Because I've answered and I got excited with so many people coming and telling me that the Lord has asked me to be with you. Right. Amen. After some time, they, they decide to not to be with me. <laughs> Why? Sometimes they don't like, uh, you know, uh, the standards we maintain, the spiritual standards we maintain. Sometimes we don't like the, they don't like the word we preach, you know. See, uh, a lot of Christians want to be wishy-washy. Pick and choose. We'll use that word, no? Dam doom Christians. <laughs> you know, I, I have this guy, you know, whom I have disciple who he works in my home. He from, comes from a very, very you know, poor family. You know, when we talk, he says, Acha, I'm at a dam doom party. <laughs> Means, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not steady. They're not stable. They're just wishy washy. You can't be like that. See, if, if you want to really, really thrive, thrive and flourish in the Lord, you know. 
you can't be damned doom. Yeah, you need to be just planted in the house of the Lord. Planted in His Word. Remain. See, Jesus told the disciples, okay? See, after He meets with them again at the sea and, you know, feeds them breakfast and, you know, and He says, He asked Peter, do you love me three times? And all that, after all that, He says, okay, good, do one thing. Go and remain in Jerusalem. Amen? Stay. Amen? So you, you, you need to stay in a place for God, I mean, where God's asking you to stay, to see God's glory, to see God's power, to give, see God's spirit move in your life. Amen? Not walk around and just jump and hop and skip and jump and all kinds of crazy things. Don't do that. Amen? Unstable. See, I, I find that a lot of Christians are unstable. I got saved in one church and stayed in that church for 18 years till I left this country. Amen? We all were in that church, and, 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 and some of us are released from there. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? So if you are released, go, go. Amen? But if you are called to stay, stay, remain. Amen? Now, the, 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 the word I want to uh, bring forth in this particular word, which the Holy Spirit wanted, remain in the word. No matter what your situation is, remain in the Word till your situation changes according to that word. Don't quit. Don't give up. Amen. See, when the doctors told me that you will not breathe, your lung is gone, all that, you know, I remained in what God said. You will live and declare my mighty works. Very simple. I'm not wanting to, I'm not going to hear, you know, I say, what's that? Is that you? No, I'm not, I'm not asking God. I'm not questioning God. I'm not, I'm not, uh, and even when you can't speak, when you can't breathe, you know, you remain in that word and the word will start to change everything and bring you to the place that you will live and declare his mighty works. That's why I'm standing here. Otherwise, I, could have, I would have died and gone. So, so we need to understand, uh, let me get into the word. But that, that word just popped up in me, you know. So just remain. Remain in what God is speaking. Don't just, you know. Also be careful. Also be careful, okay. Uh, we, we, are, we, are, we are in the marketplace of prophets. Why I say marketplace? Because everybody is a prophet, you know. Now, you hear a prophecy from this fellow, then you go a prophecy from that fellow, then another fellow, and all three of them might say three different things, you know? Finally, you come back confused. Then your pastor asks, what happened? They, uh, we went to pray there, and they said this, and we went to pray here, and they said this, you know? Finally, you're not listening to God, you're listening to man, amen? They'll give you some crap. I'm not telling every prophet is wrong, but I'm telling you, many of them are not true, Amen? If you don't have discernment, I'm telling you. See, I, I was in Kutanad, interior Kutanad, day first day. Okay? And we are in the boat. We are going into the boat, in the boat. And for about two and a half hours, I'm sitting with my pastor. And he, he, he told, me a, told me an incident. He said, he said, one of the, he showed me the house. One, of the, one girl from this house came to the house, to the church. So the previous day, watch this, the previous day, and I'll say this and then we'll go into the word. Uh, the previous day, in the night, the Lord woke him up at one o'clock. 
Until one o'clock to three o'clock, he was praying for one thing. Watch this, one thing. That Lord, I, receive, I need the power, I need the understanding to raise the dead. Raise the dead. So in the morning, this family calls and says, so this, this lady has never come to church. This lady has never come to church. But the rest of the family, two people in the family, comes to the church. So this family says, you know, now she wants to come to the church. Exciting news, you know. Somebody who didn't want to come to the church, didn't want to do anything with Christ, now wants to come to the church. So she comes to the church, but she's not getting into the church. She's not getting into the So she's saying outside of the church. Okay? And, and they said uh, she wants to see the pastor. So the pastor comes out. He, he comes out and he, he, he says, uh, uh, how are you? you know? And she says, no, I want to tell you something. You know? And she says, uh, you've been praying yesterday from 1.30 to 3 in the morning that you will, you will raise the dead. You know? And I've come here to give you that power. You hear that? Power. If you show your hands, I will put my hands on your hands and you will receive that power. Say discernment. So what you will do? Oh, the Lord heard my prayer. So immediately the, the man of God understood that this is not true. So you need to understand that all the prophets who are there now are not prophesying in the, in the spirit of God. Okay? We have, see, we are in the season of false prophets. False teachers, you know, who are, who are ready to deceive you, take you for a ride, and put you in the gutter. Be careful. Be careful. Remain in the word. Remain in the word. Amen? So then, he told her, okay, you can, you, you can, I will, I will touch your hand, but you come inside. <laughs> so, so, because... And, and she says, no, 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 no. I'm not coming inside. I'm not coming inside. You know why? She said, uh, no, the pastor said, no, no, you come inside. So she knew that. No, he knew that because he does deliverance. He knew that he needs to deliver this girl. Uh, and, 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 and she said, no, 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 I'm not coming inside. And he said, why? So she said, no, you take that, uh, that board out, then I will come. You know what's in the board? We will trample upon serpents and scorpions and every power of the enemy. That's the church board. Amen. So, so the girl said, remove that board and I will see the power of the word. See, just on the word. The demon can't even stand the word. Can't even come inside. Can you imagine? So next day they, they, they you know, took her to another place and cast the demon out. Now, if a lot of people like, you know, even maybe a lot of pastors will say, God sent, I'm going to, eh? God heard my prayer. Some, some demons will come upon you, you know? Yes. Not, uh, you will not raise the dead, you will raise something else. <laughs> so, 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 so just, just, just take it easy, okay? Take it easy. Amen? This is, not a, this is not a good time to make quick decisions. Amen? Every decision you make, you have to hear from God. Amen? When you hear from God, okay, if you are not clear about what you heard, okay, don't say, listen to me, 
These, these are all Christianese. Christianese like, is like Chinese or Japanese. We don't want Christianese. You understand? Don't come to the pastor and say, Pastor, I feel that, you know, we need to do this. I feel that we need to do this. I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, God is uh, telling us to go in this direction. So who is thinking? Who is thinking? I am thinking. No, we don't want your thoughts. Amen? Your thoughts are not, not at all higher. Because there's a higher thought. So we need that. So don't come to the pastor and say, I am thinking. Okay? Hallelujah. Show your thinking. Who wants your thinking? We don't want your feeling also. I feel. What, feel, what are you feeling? So Christianity, walking with God is not about feeling and about your thinking. It's about hearing God. Hearing the sheep, shepherd. Amen? My sheep hears my voice. Now you heard something the Lord speak to you. You are not sure whether it is from God or not. Amen? So what do you do? You ask and come, your earthly, come to your earthly shepherd and ask him to pray. To confirm. Amen? If you are not sure. There are times I hear things, but I am not sure. So I go to people whom I trust. Don't go to, see, listen to me. Let, let, let me tell you something. Don't go to people who don't have any clue about you. They have no connection with you. Okay? Because they have no, no passion for you. Okay? You know, many years back, even now it's there in, in, in Kerala and in many parts of India, you have soothsayers or Kaniyamada, you know. You go and give him 100 rupees, you know, then he'll talk what the devil is telling him to you. So there are people like that, you know, who call themselves prophets and they are just talking. Rubbish. And they'll take some of your money and go. Amen? And you'll go down the drain. So don't do that. I, I don't know why I'm saying these things, but I'm warning you. Amen? These are not things that we should practice, follow. Amen? The proper discipline in a church, there has to be discipline. Amen? I run, I've, I've, I've planned the churches. I, I've, I've, I've uh, you know, uh, been pastoring churches. But, you know, I'm, I'm saying that this is not, this, this, uh, we have come to a place where there is no spiritual discipline, proper discipline in the church. Don't behave like that. Don't become like that. Amen? And I'm telling you, our blessing your blessing is, is to become, is, to, is in submitting. Submitting to spiritual leadership that God has given over you. Amen? Just let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Very simple question, okay? You need to answer this. Ready? Huh? Say you have 10 sheep. You have 10 sheep in your house. Okay? Who feeds the sheep? Huh? Forget about the shepherd. I'm asking about you. You have patta aron na thina veeti. Aarathi iti odu kanda na veche. Who feeds the sheep? Who? Say me. Say me. Amen. Or is your neighbor giving the feed? This is court time, no? Or is somebody in Tiruvalla feeding the sheep? Your sheep? No. Huh? So you're, so you're the sheep of this church. So who think, who you think is going to feed you? Your shepherd. Not Tom, Dick and Harry. You understand? Okay? 
See, that's how the church has become. You know, the church thinks that, you know, okay, you, you need to run from pillar to post to, you know, after all these prophets to finally you want to hear something which God's speaking. That, you know why it's like that? Because you're not listening to what your pastor is saying. Am I hard? Yeah, I might be. It's okay. But you, you got the point. Amen? So if you have 10 sheep, you are feeding the sheep. Amen? And, and your sheep cannot go to the neighbor's house and say, ask for food. Huh? The sheep in court time cannot go to Tiruvela and ask for food. You can because your pastor is staying in Tiruvela. You getting it? Are you getting it? Understand these things properly, okay? Don't, 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 don't run after prophets and run after men of God, okay? You run after Jesus. Amen? You go after Jesus. Go after him. I thank the Lord. I, I, I've, 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 I've had prophets spoken over me, whom people whom I trust. Amen? Sometimes I trust them only for a season. I don't trust them all the time. After that, I, I leave because you know, I, don't, I don't find credibility in them. Amen? But I'm not, I'm not going to run after prophets. You know why, why you're running after prophets? Because you are not hearing God. If you hear God, you'll sit in your home. Amen? You'll be happy because God's speaking to you. Now, now in your home, in Kotem, if God can't speak to you, where do you think that God's going to speak to you? In your church in Kotem, if God can't speak to you, where do you think God's going to speak to you? Amen? So hear God, hear God yourself, hear God from your pastor. And from, from the people who mentor you. Amen? Then, okay? Then if, 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 if God leads you, amen, to some place, you can go. But don't go otherwise. I mean, I'll tell you, you'll be misled. You'll be misled by, uh, by a devil. The devil himself will mislead you. Okay, so that's not the message. I hope you, you got something. Amen? Uh, we're going to speak about the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. Man. John chapter 16, verse 5 to 11. We're going to go through some scriptures. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, it's going to, I believe it's going to flow. I'm going to, uh, I've asked uh, your pastor yesterday that I'm going to give you homework. How many of you feel like homework? No, they don't like homework. They only like finishing their work in school. They want to finish every work in the church, then go home and do every, watch TV. No, 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 no. Homework. Amen? So from today onwards, in, today before you sleep, start reading Proverbs. Amen? And take a piece of, no, not a piece. Take a notebook. A piece of paper will fly away. Notebook will remain. Amen? A piece of paper might, might end up in the trash. It's difficult for a notebook to end up in the trash. Or put it on your notes in the tablet or phone. Amen? But don't, don't, don't discard it. Okay, so read Proverbs each day of this week. Okay? From Proverbs chapter 1. And write down what it talks about the righteous. What it talks about the 
righteous. And what it says about righteousness. Okay? What it talks about the righteous. Very simple. It's not difficult. You know, to read one chapter of Proverbs, maybe it will take maybe three minutes, five minutes, you know. And, and to note down, as you, as you read, you know, note down righteous, okay, and you read that verse again. Righteousness, you will read that verse again. Note it down. Amen? And note it down in your own words in that notebook. Okay? You know why? Because it's going to be very important for you. Okay? Don't tell me you're busy. Okay? We are not busy. We have so much of time. It's just that we are not redeeming our time. Amen? See, I'm telling you, we are good at wasting our time. So, the Bible says, redeem your time because the days are evil. Amen? Days are evil. So, what's happening in the day can be evil and you need to redeem your time from that which is happening in the day. Means take your, salvage your time, amen, from TV, from YouTube, from Facebook, from WhatsApp, from Instagram. Salvage your time because there can be a lot of evil things happening. Amen? <laughs> Nobody is excited. Thank you. You don't need to get excited, but you, you better get excited, amen? Because Jesus is coming someday. Amen? Then he's not going to ask you to give account of Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter and, you know, uh, YouTube and all that. Amen? He's going to ask you to give you account of your life and what you have done with your time. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, you see, see, uh, I want to go many places, but I don't want to go. The Bible says it is the Lord who gives you the power to make wells, who teaches you to profit. But in Isaiah, when, when you read that verse, is it Isaiah, no? Read that verse, uh, it says, if only they have taken heed to my words. So you want to profit in life, but you don't want to listen to what God is saying. You don't want to spend time, a little time with the word. You know, just read one psalm and just then, then just take off, you know. I, I read Bible, you know. I prayed, you know. We have, we have, we have the five-minute prayer. Amen. It's all, it's, all, it's all on the, you know, fast food. You know. I think maybe because we don't have the space here, we don't have drive-through. You know, in, in uh, Royce, you know, we all know that. In, when you come to America, if you want to KFC, you can drive through. You know, you don't have to get get out of the car. You you place your order by the time you come to the other window. So we want it to be like that when it comes to our walk with the Lord. No. Take time, spend time, take your life, take it easy, okay? I'm telling you, I have realized and learned it the hard way, it's not about you doing, you know, 150 things to please God, amen? It's just, just sit, and sit, sit and sit with the Lord and listen to Him and do the two things He says. When you do the two things He says, amen, it'll profit you, amen? Hallelujah. Hundredfold, amen, than the 150 things that you think that you should do. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, where are we? John chapter 16 and 
Verse 5. Who is reading? Ah. Ah. Mm. 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 Read. see me no longer. Okay, okay. Re read. 11 also. Amen. So, so the, the Jesus is saying, I'm going, amen, and I'm going to send you the help of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to do primarily three things. One is, he'll convict you of? Okay, he will, he, he will convict the world concerning sin. Convict the? world. Amen? Because the Lord Jesus came to save the world. Amen? Save the world. Not, not save the church. Save the world. God so loved the world. Amen? And He still loves the world. Amen? And the sacrifice of Jesus is still available for the world. So He says, uh, He will convict you of sin. Amen? Why? Because he has come for the sinner who's lost. Now, when he convicts us of sin, amen? When the Spirit tells us, because we are not listening to anybody, amen? Because we don't yield to anybody, amen? When even when your father says you are doing wrong, you don't want to accept it, amen? So now God has to send the Spirit to bring conviction inside of you, amen? And finally, when the Spirit convicts you of sin, amen, what happens? Amen? What happens? What, what happened when the Spirit convicted you of sin? Huh? Repented. Okay. That's all, all spiritual terms. When the Spirit convicts you of sin, you realize you are, you are a sinner and you need a Savior. And you understood that Jesus is a Savior. And you understood that He died for your sin. So you can give your life to Him. Amen. And He will take your sin and He will give you His righteousness. That's what the first step. Amen. Second thing is He'll convict you of righteousness. So we have dealt with the sin part. The second is righteousness. So now, now, now that is the part where the church skipped. We hop, skipped and jumped into judgment. Amen? And into the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, all that. But see, the, the, the Holy Spirit has to convict you of righteousness. Amen? So when the Holy Spirit convicts us of righteousness, He will convict us that we are, have no righteousness of our own. Amen? And Christ has come to give us His righteousness. This is the conviction of righteousness. Then what is the third one? Concerning judgment. Concerning judgment. Amen? So there is a judgment. Amen? And our judgment is very good. Amen? 
See, I've heard a lot of people say, God's going to judge you for all the wrong you did. No, there's no judgment like that. Amen? Because justice has already been given to you. By God. Amen? Now, God will judge at the righteous and the wicked, the Bible says. Amen? But the righteous will be judged to reward. Reward him. Amen? Now, uh, Paul said, you know, if you're going to, you know, if your works are of gold, silver, and precious stones, you will have some nice rewards up in heaven. But if it's just wood, hair, and straw, don't expect any rewards. But you know, so, so the Lord will, Lord will weigh your deeds. He will weigh your deeds and reward you. Amen? And you will have crowns or whatever it is. Okay? Now, now we know that the wicked are judged and you know, those who uh, refuse to believe in what Christ has done will go into eternal damnation. Amen? Go to hell. Now, uh, so concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father. Amen? Now watch this. He said, I, the Holy Spirit will convict you of righteousness, convict me of righteousness, because Jesus is going to the, because Jesus is no more here. Amen? He says, because I'm not here, I'm going to convict you of righteousness so that you can amen, live in my standard. Live in my standard. I am not here. So I'm going to give you my standard. Amen? And convict you of my standard, which is righteousness, so that you can live in it. And who will help you? The Spirit of God will help you. Amen? Hallelujah. So, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Very famous verse. Verse 16 and 17. Read. Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, I am not, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the, what is the gospel? The power of God. What, uh, see, what we understood by the gospel, the gospel is the good news. It's a good news to every sinner, amen, that you don't need to go to hell. You don't need to live in sin. You can live a victorious life. This is the gospel, that because Jesus has taken your sin, he has two things. Jesus has taken your, say he has taken my sin, and he has died in your place by taking your punishment. Not only has taken your sin, he has taken your punishment on himself and died in your place and my place. Okay? This is a gospel. And I believe it. When I believe it, I am a partaker of it. Amen? When I believe it, sin has no power over me. Why? Because Jesus died for my sin. He took my sin. He died in my place. Now who's going to come and, you know, uh, uh, challenge me? Nobody can challenge me. Nobody can bring a challenge against God's elects. I, I missed that verse in Romans 8 when I quoted that scripture, you know. Who can, who can stand against me? Who can stand against you? Amen? If God is for us. Uh, who can bring a charge against God's elect? Elect. So nobody, nobody can, nobody can, because if you, if you are a saved Christian, amen? 
really saved. I mean, really saved means, you know, not, not, I'm not saying that, you know, you didn't give your life to Jesus. You, we all gave our life to Jesus. But sometimes we are not really saved because we are not, you are not fully giving yourself to the whole salvation. You gave it yourself to the part of salvation that, that delivered you from the domain of darkness and brought you into the kingdom of His beloved Son. So you are in, in the kingdom of God. You are saved. You are destined to heaven. But the rest of the salvation is to make you walk in victory on this earth. Amen. Because the church is not victorious, the world is not seeing the victory of Christ in the church. They don't want to come in. Because they look at you and they look, they look at themselves and they say, we both are the same. There's no difference. There's no. So now, what was the theme was last year's theme was? The year before last theme was? For God. No, 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 don't say. What's, what's the theme was of this church year before last? 2020. When Corona came. Okay, I'll tell you. You know why? Because I listened to the, your pastor. You know, Malachi 3, 18. What does it say? There will be a clear distinction between the? I'm amazed that none of you have got it after he spoke that every week in 2020 till the last day of December. And when I asked you, what is the theme verse in 2020? So I know that you are paying very much attention. So, no, I know that you paid attention. I know you took that seriously. But you know, you need to put that in your heart and walk in it. Amen? Not that, oh, this is our theme verse, you know. After this year goes, the theme verse goes also. It flies off my window. No, don't live like that. Don't take the word seriously. When God gives a word for a year, you know, see, the, year, the word for the, uh, that year is that, you know, the Lord told me that uh, it's a year of overflow. It's a year of overflow, you know. And the thing is, corona hit. What's going to overflow? Nothing is going to overflow. Everybody is thinking that nothing will overflow. So in that year, we bought cameras, we bought a lot of stuff, you know. And the church was shut down. We bought a lot of stuff because, you know, overflow came. <laughs> You understand? You see, see, God's word has no reservation, you know. Corona cannot stop God's word. No, 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 no. You need to understand, nothing can stop God's word. You stand believing in it, it's just going to come to you. Amen? What it says is going to happen to you. Amen? So you need to understand that. So, so he says, uh, the gospel of God. Let's see, Paul says, gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Everyone who believes, say, I'm a believer. No, don't believe in everything. You are a believer. I know that I believe only in what God is saying. Oh, I'm a believer in Asianet. I'm a believer in, you know, all the media. No, no. We don't want such believers. We want the believers in who? Huh? Christ Jesus and His Word. So that kind of a believer we are talking about. So when you say, I'm a believer, I'm a believer in the church and outside of the church, I believe only in the Word. Not in the news media. Amen? Hallelujah. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am healed. His report says I am free. He used to sing that song many years back. 
all the new worship people are looking. Where did that come from? No, it, it didn't come from Bethel and Jerusalem and, you know, Hillsong, no. <laughs> no, it's all nice. Everything is nice, you know. We just sang all the songs. No, it's, it's fine, amen? If the song is good, it's good, amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We will not go there. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Eh? God is good. So, so in it, the righteousness of God is real. In what? In the gospel. Amen. When you believe in the gospel, what is being revealed? In it, say in it. Okay. So when, when, when you receive the gospel, what happened to you? Tell me. That I said. But what happened to you? First thing, what, what happened? Speak to me from Ephesians chapter 1. What happened? Got saved. But, but something happened. The moment you transferred, all, all that happened. But something came in. Okay, light came, life came, love came, but it all came only through the Holy Spirit. So what came is the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, that's what we are talking about. The helper has come. Amen. You got saved. The Spirit of God just hopped in. Amen. And took residence in your spirit. Took residence in your Spirit. So in your spirit, you became like Jesus. Exactly like Jesus. You are righteous in your spirit being. You, you know, the righteousness of God is manifesting from your spirit being. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. So I, I want to give this, uh, this card. I was trying to open the envelope, you know. So who, whoever wants to take it can take it. Okay, come. Come, come. See, see, when, see, God offers things, you know. And you know, uh, you come to say, come to say, God offers things and we don't respond. take, respond. Okay? So he offered salvation, okay? And, and, and you, 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 you want it, okay? You, you hold on to it. Okay, so, so salvation came. He got it. See the cover. Okay. Now in it, open it. Open it step by step. Okay. What is in it? Open it. Take it out. In it, there's a card. Amen. So salvation came with the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and now, now uh, in, the sp in the spirit, you know, inside a card, what do you get? You get money. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 You can go. You can take it because you received it. <laughs> See? See, response is important. Response is the key. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm not God. But when God speaks to you, if you respond, you can receive. Amen? You can receive what He gives, the Spirit. And you can also receive what is in the Spirit. So what's in the Spirit? Righteousness. Life. Amen? Amen. What's in, what is it in the spirit? Wisdom. Wisdom. Amen? So we need to understand that because we don't respond, man, we miss out. We don't receive, we miss out. Amen? So the righteousness of God, 
When the Holy Spirit came, the righteousness of God came. Amen? And, 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 and came and it, it, it is residing in us. Amen? Hallelujah. So, uh, let's go to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3 verse 21 to 31. So read, read verses 21 to 24. Yes. Ah. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you have not sinned? The Bible says all have? Oh, you all have sinned. Amen? All have? Yeah, I've sinned. But you are not a sinner. How, how, how can that be? How can that be? I, I, see, maybe we have sinned. Not maybe. We all might have sinned knowingly or unknowingly this week. Amen? But you are not a sinner. You are not a sinner. sinner. Who are you? You are righteous. You are righteous. Amen? Now we, we might get into some very controversial, you know, situations as we go forward. But everything will be clarified, okay? Not clarified with my intellect from the word. Our clarity is from the word, you know? I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit has come. He's convicted us of sin and we got saved. Amen? Now He has convicted us of righteousness. We have not received that conviction properly. If you receive that conviction properly, we will walk in righteousness. We'll walk in righteousness. Now, uh, as, as we heard, you know, it says, now apart from the law, apart from the, the law, Mosaic law, that's Mosaic law. Apart from the law, the, the righteousness of God has been Manifested. So what was the criteria of the law? What was the criteria of the law? That we must obey the law. If you obey the law, you will be blessed. If you disobey, you will be cursed. Amen? Now, so that is the, that is the system of the law. Now, are we in that system? Only a few knows. Are we in that system? So when, when you read... Apart from the law, that means we are not in a part of it. We are not a, we are not a part of it. We are apart from it. Are you with me? Well, I'm going very slow. I'm going very slow because I want you to get this very slowly. Amen? And settle this in your heart. From the word. We are reading only the word. Huh? Nothing. I'm not giving you stories. Word. So apart from the law, what has been revealed? So that means before... Now, before this time, the law is the standard, amen, of God. Was law revealed the standard of God? And if you obey the law, you will be righteous. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, Paul says, okay, apart from the law, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Oh, sorry, righteousness of God is being manifested. Manifested and being witnessed by the law. So now who's witnessing the righteousness of God? The law and the prophets. 
the book of the law and the book of the prophets is witnessing the righteousness of God. Amen. Why? Because the law and the prophets has brought us into the righteousness of God. Okay. If there is no law, let me, let me tell you. See, if, if you see the speed limit is, uh, the boat says 80 or 70, okay? And uh, that means if you go 70, you are abiding the law. But if you go above 70 you know, to 90 or 80, amen, you are violating the law. So the law told us what is right and what is not right. Amen. The law also gave us the understanding of sin. Where we are going? Wrong. Amen. But the law could not, could not help us because nobody could obey the law. How many of us could obey the law? Let me ask you an honest question. We need, need to be, be very honest. Okay. How many of you coming here has strictly followed the speed limit? None of us, even I'm not raising my hand. Now, if we break the law, the Bible says, okay, we can keep all the laws. If we break 99.99999% of the law, you can keep, okay? But if you break 0.00001 of the law, it is as if you have broken the whole law. Amen? So it is such a high standard. Did God want to give them the law? No. So Bible says from Adam to Moses, amen, sin was not imputed. Means sin was not accounted because there was no standard, amen. Now, when Moses came, see, from Adam to Moses, uh, God spoke to people directly. God spoke to people directly and he wanted to continue to speak to them, amen. And uh, when, we, when he gathered them to Mount Sinai to speak to them, they said, no, we don't want to hear his, because it's, 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 it's horrendous, we, we can't bear it, amen. Why? Because they were not used to hearing God's voice. Their forefathers were used to hearing God's voice. After that, they went into captivity and they, were, they never heard God's voice for hundreds of years. Now, after that, they come back and they hear God's voice. They found that oh, this is very strange. So they told Moses, do one thing. Okay? You tell what God is saying and we will do it. Am I quoting the Bible? Maybe paraphrasing it. Am I, am I right? If I go off the Bible, stop me. Okay? Raise your hand. Question me. Don't, don't be afraid to raise your hand and question me. Okay? Uh, don't. I see, when I'm preaching, I'm telling I give you this, this, this freedom to raise your hand if you have anything, if you think that I'm speaking something which is not according to the word. Okay? So that we can, we can clarify it. So now, then God said, okay, if that's the way they want to do it, this is my law. Now, could anybody obey the law? Not one person could obey the law except Jesus. Amen? So God had to bring somebody who can obey the law so that he can finally see a man who obeyed the law so that he can put an end to the law. So Jesus became the end to the... That's what the Bible says. Jesus became the end to the law and the law is fulfilled in Christ. Now, fulfill, say fulfill. So the law is fulfilled in Christ. And where is Christ? I asked you, where is Christ? In the statue near Pudupalli Palli? So where is Christ? Be bold in me. 
you should shout, you know. See, why is the church sleeping? Because, you know, you're not, you're not, see, you need to come to a place, you need to jump on it. Amen. Christ is in me. The hope of glory. Amen. Now, the one who fulfilled the law is in me. So you fulfill the law. You got it. So now, now you are no more under the law. Bible says, okay, we're going to go into the scripture, okay? So it says, but apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through? So this righteousness is, how did it come? Through faith. How did faith come? When I believed. <laughs> Amen? See, you need to understand, faith operates when you start believing in anything and everything God speaks. Amen? You start believing in what God's speaking, faith pops up. Amen? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the... When you hear the word of God, you believe the word of God and... Faith comes. Faith manifests. Faith is the very manifestation of uh, what you have believed. Listen to me. What you have believed, what you have heard, what you have believed. Faith brings it into manifestation. Amen? Because the moment you believe, okay, righteousness manifests. And God operates only in righteousness. God doesn't operate outside of righteousness. So that's why righteousness is so important. Amen? Anything you want God to get done, it can only be done in righteousness. Now, God knows man has no righteousness of his own. That's what we read now. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus for all those who believe, for there is no distinction. For all have sinned. Romans, we are reading Romans chapter 3 verse 23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And being justified as a gift. Say a gift. Yes. Now I, I offered something and you know David got the gift. Being justified as a So the thing is, uh, you know, we all messed up. Amen. We all sinned. Amen. We are, we are bound to hell. We are bound to go to hell. Now God comes in, amen, brings salvation, brings us, takes us out of that place, amen, brings us into his righteousness, gives us Christ in us, the Holy Spirit in us, amen. Now, uh, he gives us the gift of justification. Gift's a gift. How many of you pay for a gift? Do you pay for a gift? No. What do you do with the gift? You receive. Amen? Hallelujah. It's your birthday. Somebody comes and gives you a gift. Amen? So you don't stand there and ask you, how much, how much does it cost? How much, how much do I need to pay? Have you, ever, have you ever said that to somebody who gave you a gift on a birthday? No. Or even some other day. Amen? That means a gift is free. Say free. free. You don't pay. Amen? You don't have to make any so justification has come to you without any payment, without any action from you. God has justified you. No, 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 no. These terms are very, 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 you know, spiritual. Justified. So we hear that, hear that and, you know, we are somewhere like, okay, uh, justified. What does that mean? What is that? See, a lot of my uh, learning in the Bible is I... <laughs> I ask the Lord what I don't understand and ask Him to reveal to me. And sometimes He'll direct me to some things and I refer it. Amen? But you know, 
most of the time I, I listen to the Holy Spirit. The word justify means receive justice. Receive? Justice. Now you tell me. Okay, somebody murders someone. Somebody? Murders someone. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, you think that he should go free? No. No. No, there's a law. There's a system here. Amen? Uh, and if you are in the U.S., you know, you are, you are done. Your life is done, you know. He will go inside the bars for donkey's ears, you know. Here maybe, you know, you can come out. I don't know. <laughs> but the thing is, you need to understand there's still a law. Amen? So where there is a law, amen, where there is justice is not given freely. Justice not? Justice is given through punishment. Through? Punishment. Now, you and I sinned and God gave us justice freely. You receive justice freely. How can that be? Because somebody else took your punishment. Punishment is still there. Punishment of sin is still there. But you know, he took your punishment and he died in your place so that nobody can punish you. You are not, heaven cannot punish you. Why? Because Jesus already took your punishment. Now, heaven cannot accuse you. Why? Because Jesus already took your sin. When they say, okay, you did wrong. No, Jesus says, I took it. Amen? Are you getting it? Yes. We're going somewhere, okay? No, we're not going into a place where you think that, okay, so I can do whatever I want and sin and live like that. No. We're going to a place uh, where we live in glory. Live in the righteousness of God. Without our effort. By believing. Only by believing. Amen? Because right from the time we were all born again, you know, Maybe our pastors, you know, maybe our mentors and, you know, leaders said, don't do that. Don't. Now you are a Christian. Now you are a Christian. You better watch out what you do. So again, it's all works. Amen. You better watch out what you do. It's not you better watch out what you believe. That should have, that should have been the message. You better watch out what do you Because what you believe is what you end up living. When you believe, righteousness always manifests. When you believe in what God is saying, righteousness manifests and you will end up living righteous. When you, when you start doing, you will end up doing wrong. Why? Because you have no capacity. I have no capacity to do what is right. Other than the righteousness and the spirit of God enabling us to walk in His power, in His righteousness, by His grace, in the way which God wants us to walk. So the church has been teaching all the people, you must walk right, you must not do this, you must not do that. That's exactly the law. That's the law. So we are, now Paul says, we are reading Romans chapter 3 verse 21. And Paul says, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has now been manifested. Then why are we going back to the law? So that we can walk right. Nobody can go to the law and walk right. Why? Because going to the law and walking right is by your own efforts. And God knows that you have no strength, no ability, nothing in you that can make you walk right. According to His standards. But if you're talking about your standards of righteousness, it's all filthy rags. You can't even, you can't even go anywhere near, forget about going near heaven. You can't go anywhere with your righteousness. When it comes to God. 
Maybe you can tell everybody else, you see, you know, I wear white and white and you know, I, you look, see, I, I look righteous, no? Yeah, I'm clean shaved. I look righteous, no? You can have, you, the Bible says you can have a form of godliness which lacks power. Lacks power in you walking in the power. Forget about lacks power in doing miracles or signs and wonders. No, lacks power to maintain yourself, you know, to walk righteous. It's a form of godliness. It's religion. Amen? It's demonic. Oh! Those who are watching me online, welcome. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen? Receive the word and you will do well. So the word justified means receive justice. Or declared right. Declared right. Or innocent of wrongdoing. Now you get what this justified means. Just you, when, when the Bible says you are justified, you are innocent of wrongdoing. You know, the word redemption means, the re, well, redemption is a compound word, two words, okay? It says one is to take you off something. Take you off something which you have been tied to. Which you mean? Tied to or hooked on to. Amen? And detach you. Say detach you. And take you away. Redemption is taking you away. Detach you. Separate you. And take you away. And the second part of the word is by paying a ransom. That's redemption. Amen? So many times we say we have, redemption is okay, your price has been paid. That's, that's the second part of the word. Amen? The first part is you've been detached, separated, and is taken away. Amen? And, 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 and you've been loosened from that which you've been tied to uh, by paying a price. And Jesus paid the price with his blood. Amen? Because we need to understand these things properly so that we can move forward. Amen? Now, so... so uh, so being justified as a gift by His grace. By His grace. Through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. So you are free of any accusation or wrongdoing, accusation of wrongdoing or anything that you have done wrong. Justified. Amen? And now you are redeemed. Not only you are justified. Amen? How did, how did the gift of justification came? By grace. Grace. Grace is the enabling, the empowering power of God. Amen? We know that grace is favor. Okay. Grace is favor, but it's very, very light translation. Grace is the mighty power of God. You know, which God has bestowed on you through His Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of all grace. Spirit of all grace is inside of you. Means you need grace for many things. Amen. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. I I take it back. You need grace for everything. Not many things. Everything. Yeah. You, you are a nobody without grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next verse. Whom God displayed publicly. You know, redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. 
So in his blood, through faith, amen, when you believed in what, the, what he has done on the cross of Calvary, by shedding his blood, amen, you received justification, you are justified, and you received redemption, amen, which has come as justification as a gift which came by grace, and you were redeemed, amen. You were, you were detached, separated, and taken away from that place of condemnation or sin, and has been paid, you, not, not just taken away, but just, just okay, come. No, he said, pay the price. You know why the price is paid? Because there's no claim. There is no more claim on your life over sin. Over sin. Listen to me. There is no claim, you know, as sin has over your life or Satan has over your life because price, price, blood. And you have faith in the blood. Amen. This was to demonstrate his righteousness. So all that he did for what? To demonstrate. A demonstration of God's righteousness. Amen? That you, you, know, you, know, you know something. When God's righteousness comes into place, amen? Nobody can, nobody can question it. Nobody can question it. Amen? So this was to demonstrate His righteousness. Amen? Because in His forbearance, of, in the forbearance of God, He passed over the sins previously committed. Hallelujah. Amen. Sin has no claim. Satan has no claim. Hallelujah. You know, like I said, you know, when we came here, all of us would have uh, <laughs> went over the speed limit sometime or the other. Now we can say we all have sin. Amen. But you are not a sinner. You are not a sinner. Why? Because your sins are taken and you have received righteousness. Now, 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 now I, I, I will speak something, okay? You're all very happy. And you think that you can now sin and escape because I'm righteous. Yeah, you have already escaped death, amen? But when you sin, amen? Sin brings death. The outcome of sin is always death. You are righteous, but you know, some part of your being is addressing death. Yeah. Okay, you want to commit adultery? Death is happening. You want to lie? Death is happening. Amen? Now, now, God in His great mercy, God in His great mercy has made way out through His Son Jesus. Amen? So when we sin, what happens? When we sin, do you lose your righteousness? Everybody's silent. No. Amen? Hallelujah. You, you, are, you are a doctor, no? She's a doctor, okay? And uh, that's his profession. That's his title. That's his position. Say, say, say title. Position. Profession. Now, if he does something wrong, will he, I'm saying, I mean, you know, if he does, 
if he does something wrong in your house, you are his wife, no? Does he shout? Sometimes. Does he get angry? Sometimes. Don't lie, okay? We all do. We all do. See, after, after being married for so many years, I know we all do, okay? But then all those things start to come down after we walk a little distance. We all, we all find the balance, you see? <laughs> and then and we cruise, okay? Okay, because he shouted, okay? Does he become, does his uh, doctor degree go? Does his position, I'm asking you, because he shouted at his wife, does his title go? Does his position go? Does his profession go? But he shouted at his wife. Okay? Now, what's your position? Righteous. Say righteous. righteous. What's your profession? Righteousness. Righteousness is my profession. I start believing in. When you embrace your position and when you embrace your profession, you will start to operate in it. But somewhere you missed it. Somewhere you missed it. Like he, he shouted at his wife. He missed it. But did he lose his position? Did he lose his profession? Did he lose his title? So you, you sinned somewhere. Did you lose your position? Did you lose your credibility? No. But now, 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 now something is off. When you do something wrong, something is off. Now we need to put it back to where we are where we are in the righteous position. Amen? For that, what we, where do we go? Where do we go? We go to 1 John chapter 1. Amen? If you say you do not have sin, you lie. Now, I'm going to come to something very, very critical after I say this. But if you confess your sin, Amen? Not before the priest. The word confess is acknowledge. You say, Lord, I messed up. I messed up. And I, I know. So don't try to justify yourself because justification comes from God. Okay? Don't try to say, that's because she said that, you know, I got irritated and then I shouted. No. You first of all say, Lord, I shouted, I am wrong. Amen? You acknowledge. Amen? Then you say, Lord, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that again because that's not me. I am righteous. That's not we, we talked about repentance. No? This is repentance. That's not me. So I don't, I don't want my mind to do that way. Think that way. And make, my, make me act that way. Because the way you think is the way you act. Amen. So I need to change my... I want you to change my thinking with regard to what I did wrong. So that's repentance. Amen. So if you confess your sin, he is... Now who... We, 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 we sang about You were faithful then You'll be faithful now So he remains faithful Amen Everybody, everybody falls Everybody fails in faithfulness God remains faithful from eternity to eternity Amen So he's faithful and just Two things Watch, watch, watch Second thing is Just He's the justifier of the one who has done wrong. So I've done wrong. He is faithful and just to forgive me of all my sins. What's the second thing? And cleanse me 
of all. So, so I stepped off my position of righteousness into unrighteousness. Amen. Now, when I acknowledge and I receive, say receive, the forgiveness. Amen. I am brought back from unrighteousness to righteousness because the blood comes and cleanses my unrighteousness away. So you are reinstated. Amen. So sin is not an option. Amen. We don't need to sin. Okay? Now, one who does woodwork. Okay? What do you call him? What do you call him? Woodwork. Carpenter. Amen? Why do you call him a carpenter? He does work woodwork. That's his profession. Amen? Amen? Am I right? You're called a doctor because that's your profession. Amen? One who does painting. What do you call him? Painter. Amen? Why do why, why you call him painter? That's his profession. He earns a living from that. You earn a living from being a doctor. You earn a living from being a carpenter or X, Y, Z. Amen? A businessman, whatever. Amen? That's your profession. Amen? So when I said you sin and you are not a sinner, why do I say that? Because sinning is not your profession. Righteousness is your profession. Okay? By mistake, you stepped out of righteousness and you sinned. So I am, I am an old sinner saved by... No, you are not an old sinner. You will remain there if you say you are a sinner. Amen? That's how, that's how we've been taught to sing. There's a lot of stupid songs, you understand. Unscriptural, crazy nonsense. Okay? Don't sing those songs. See, I, I, we sing a lot of the new worship songs, old worship songs, all that. But you know, some of them are crap. Okay? It's not a truth. You are an old sinner. No, I don't have the title of a sinner. I have the title and the position as the righteousness of God. Righteous by the blood. Say, I'm righteous by the blood. That's who God has made you. Don't take any other position other than what God is. The problem with the church is as we stand in that position, amen, we will start to profess our position. We start to profess our righteous righteousness. Amen. So you may, you've been made righteous. Say made righteous. You didn't, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't become righteous because you did something. You've been Righteousness, right? You've been made righteous. It's a gift. Gift from God. He who knew no, we'll go there, but I'm just quoting it. He who knew no sin became sin on whose behalf? On my behalf, so that I will become his righteousness on earth and through eternity. Amen. So Jesus became sin so that I can become righteousness. Now, now we believe in Jesus and we celebrate Good Friday and Easter and all. But you know, when it comes to this thing, I, 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 I don't, I, 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 Jesus became sin, I became righteous. But you know, you see, I, I, I do something, you know. So you're always focusing on what you do wrong, amen? You focus on God's righteousness, amen? And, and, and automatically your being will start to do what is right. 
Because you're focusing too much on sin. Amen? So if you're addressing a sin, if you're addressing a habit or something like that, get delivered. Get? Delivered. Ask God to deliver you. Amen? Yeah, when I got saved, I had so much of baggage, so much of things I need to get delivered. And I asked the Lord to deliver me. Amen? And I said, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that because that's not what you call me to live like. Amen? So I don't want, I don't want to be, I don't want the pro profession as a sinner, carpenter, painter, sinner. No, you are not. You are not a sinner saved by grace. You were in save, you were in sin and God saved you by grace. Amen? And made you righteous by his blood. Verse 26. Okay, so it says, you know, uh, verse 25, Romans chapter, where have I been? Romans chapter 3, no? Yeah. We're going to journey through Romans, okay? Uh, because uh, by the time we finish, you know, we will become some, something else. Yes. Amen? In our understanding, we're already something else. In the spirit, in our understanding, we need to become that which we are in the spirit. Amen? Amen? Yes. In our thinking, we need to become who we, are, who we are in the spirit. Amen? In our whole understanding, we need to become who we are in the spirit. So that's where we're going. So 25, verse 25, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood. The word propitiation starts from the root word gracious. Gracious. Amen? God, you know, publicly displayed as a gracious gift. Amen? Then it says reconciliation, atonement. It's all a part of that word propitiation, which is taking action for wrong. Taking action for wrong. So God took action for all the wrong we did. Amen? God didn't say, oh, buddy, buddy, I love you, love you, love you, but you go to hell, okay? I'll be in heaven. No, he didn't do that. He said, no, I'm taking action. Amen? You, you, you are my son. You are my daughter. I'm taking action for you. You believe in me? I'm taking action for you. And I'm, 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 I'm bringing propitiation. Amen? For the sins, for the wrongdoings which you have done through my son. Amen? Hallelujah. I want you to be with me in heaven. I don't want to lose you. Amen? So it's an action. This is taken action. Propitiation is an action God has taken. Amen? For the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at this present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in. So what matters? Faith in Jesus. Not your right doing. Not your works. What does it matter? Faith in Jesus. Amen? Faith in Jesus is just believing what he says. The more you believe. Amen? See, the doctor said, you, 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 you know, we, we barely got you back. You know, you almost died. And you will live in oxygen for the rest of your life. Your lung is gone, all that. Amen? Hallelujah. That's okay. But Jesus said, you will live, live and declare my mighty works. So, so, so the thing is, I, I, I just choose to believe that. Not believe what the doctor is saying. Doctor's a nice fellow, man. He's also a believer. Very sweet man. I love doctors. Amen? You, 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 you tell me what you see in my body, no? You're not lying. When you see a tumor, you say there's a tumor there. Amen? You're not lying. And, and you tell me how, what can happen to me if the tumor is there. That's also true. Amen? According to human understanding, it is true. So we, we transcend to a place where we tap into the divine, amen, and, and listen to what God is saying. 
and, and embrace what God is saying. Amen? Which, so so what, what do you put above what you heard? Uh, I started there, no? You put God's word above every situation and the power of God's word starts to act upon that situation and it will, it will manifest what it says in that situation. That's why I'm standing here without oxygen. Amen? That's why I'm standing here with non-stop, you know, speaking. That's why I stood here and sang like nobody's business. Yeah. But I just choose to believe. It's, a, it's up to us to choose you. The moment you believe, what happens? See, it's all, it's all Bible, no? The moment I believe, righteousness kicks in. Amen? Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. The moment you believe what God is saying, God says, now we are in the same platform, same level. Now you are in righteousness, I'm in righteousness. You, are, you have come to my level, platform. Amen? Now it's easy for me to do what I want to do. The moment you believe, you raise yourself up. Amen? Automatically in the spirit, you, righteousness manifests. It has to manifest for God to work. Because God can't work in unbelief. God can't work in unrighteousness. Now what is unbelief? What is unbelief? Not believing. Yes, true. I, I, see, listen, I am asking you something so that I can also receive something from you. Okay? I have something in my heart, but that I'll tell you. Okay? But we all, we all are believers. We all are children of God. You know, some of us are ministers. And we can receive something. I can also receive something from you. Okay? So what do you mean by unbelief? So we can get some clarity about what do you think unbelief is? Not believing. Fantastic. When you read, when you read uh, 1 John chapter 4, that is very, very, very clean. That's a, that's a very clean statement. Absolutely true. Okay, give me something else. I've never thought of it. I didn't think of it. Now, when you said that, I, I went to that scripture. Okay. What else? Rejecting what God says. Disobedience. All, all this is Correct answer. Amen? But in the core of every unbelief, what we do is, we believe in something other than what God is saying. We believe in something other than what God is saying. I can receive the report from the doctor. Okay? But if I believe that is what's going to happen to me, you will have me with tubes and oxygen cylinder and all standing here trying to get the next breath so that I can speak the next word, not the sentence. Okay? I choose to believe something which God is saying to me. So unbelief is you choosing to believe either what God is saying or choosing to believe what? Your situation is saying. Your situation is true. Okay? In the natural it is true. But we are not not, not, not hooked on to the natural. We are hooked on to the supernatural. You are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. You have the mind of Christ. It's just that you are, you are not using it. Somebody asked me, you know, how, how can you say that? Do you have the mind of Christ? Yes, I said, we have the mind of I have. You have all of us, but we are not using it. <laughs> we are still using our 
stupid thinking. Our thinking is stupid. You know, I so add stupid, it's okay. I, I use that word a lot in my church also. What is stupid is stupid. Amen? Yeah, you can't, you can't give a nice quoting. You know, it can be stupid. No, it's stupid. Amen? Anything, any other thinking other than the thinking of God is stupid. For the demonstration, verse 26. Romans 3.26 For the demonstration I said of his righteousness at present time at this present time so that he would be just and the justifier of who has faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? Ha! So Paul himself is saying now who can boast? Why? Because your righteousness didn't come from your right doing. Your righteousness didn't come from anything you did. Amen? Your righteousness came from what Jesus did on the cross for you on behalf of your wrongdoing. Oh! Where did your righteousness come from? Your righteousness came from what Jesus has done for you on the cross for your wrongdoing. Amen? So it's not on your works. It's on faith. Believing. Believing. Believing what God has called you to be. What God has called you to be. What has God called me to be? Righteous. Because He made me Righteous. I didn't become righteous. He made me righteous and he gave me his righteousness and he clothed me with the empowering of righteousness. So you are, you are made righteous. You've been given his righteousness and now you've been given the power to walk in that righteousness. That's clothing. Three things. Three things. Got it? Say I'm righteous. Say I have the righteousness and I've been empowered. Clothed with righteousness. Three things. Got it. So as long as the church is not realizing and walking in this realization, we will try to walk by doing what is right. By doing. Say doing. Hallelujah. So your doing is not enough. Your doing will always fall short. Pastor, I'm trying not to do that. So I tell him, don't try. Don't try because all you're trying will make you weary. If anybody is trying to walk right, they're trying, they'll be, they'll walk, they'll become weary of trying to do that. Why? Because it's by your effort. It's not by you believing. You have a spirit of God who will help you walk in the righteousness of God which God has given you and empower you in that righteousness to walk in it. Amen. Every time we fail to believe, amen, there is no righteousness manifesting. When you acknowledge, Lord, I can't walk right one step. I can't walk right one step. I want you to empower me with your righteousness. Holy Spirit, help me. Come, you will not struggle with sin anymore. No, you will not struggle with any of your addictions anymore. And it's easy to get people delivered if they believe. Now we can give them rules. You know, so the church is a place where, where a lot of law is being preached. Rules and regulations. Is, no, there, there needs to be, listen to me, when I say that, there need to be proper administration standards put in the church. Amen? Not everybody can behave like whatever they feel like beha behaving. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. 
See, my wife, my children, be all, uh, they're all playing the, in the worship, you know. Uh, Jack and plays in the worship, you know. So sometimes I'm playing B and the chord B, isn't it? Okay? Now he becomes a little advanced. He wants to play B4. B4. It's okay. B4 is fine. But then he says, this is right. This is right. So I tell him, listen, this is church. I, I am the one who's deciding whether it is B4 or B. You play B. Otherwise, the door is open. I'm leaving. So you're leaving. You know, you're le not leaving me. You're leaving the call which God has called me to. Called you to? Yes. Serve. <laughs> you see? The church is not tied to people. The church is not tied to a pillar. So there, there's administrative standards, okay? By the way, so I'm just telling you, okay? Be careful, huh? Anybody who's walking away from their calling, you know, because, you know, they, they didn't like what the pastor is saying, you know, you are responsible to God. Yeah, I mean, you know, the pastor is not responsible for you, okay? If God has asked you to be here, you stay here. I mean, if you are supposed to play three notes, play three notes. Don't play four. You got it. All the players, okay? Play three, play three notes, play three notes. Play one beat, only play one beat. Okay? When he says one beat, one beat. Okay? That's just, that's just, you know, that's just order. Okay? Where the Spirit of God, there is order. Amen? Where the Spirit of God, there is also freedom. Amen? That freedom is in the love and unity we have in Christ. Amen? So work as a team, work as we as a family, you know? And so we respect each other, honor each other. But at the same time, don't, don't, don't try to act smart and say, I, I am the boss here. So what I say goes here. No, you're not the boss here. The church has been planted by the guy who's called to plant the church. Amen? The rest of us serve. Even I'm standing here. He's, he's the pastor of the church. I'm submitted to him. I can't do whatever I feel like doing. I don't do only what he says. Amen? That's right. Yeah. Do you understand? There's order. Amen. I don't know why people, people can't understand some of these things, you know? So, so where is the boasting? There is no boasting. Oh, I mean, we are... We are Time's up, no? So we close. No bossy, it is excluded. What, what, what kind of law or works? Can you say some law? Is there law here? No. Is there works here? No. Paul's asking. You can't boast about that. I, you obeyed the law. You can't boast about you. You did all the right things. Works. Huh? Then he says, no. But by the law of faith. Only by believing. Believing brings you into righteousness and causes you to walk in righteousness, causes you to walk in the empowering of righteousness by believing. You believe this is how God wants me to walk. Lord, I believe this is how you want me to walk. I believe you don't want me to do this. Amen? Not that I'm trying not to do this. You believe, Lord, I, don't, I know you don't want me to do this. The moment you believe, righteousness kicks in and makes you walk in the right way. One last scripture before we close. Psalm 23. How many of you know Psalm 23? Can you quote Psalm 23? The Lord is my? Ah. Ah. Green pastures. Okay, so, so, so he, he the, the, now the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not? Like, then, then the rest is what he does. So he is making you lie down. You don't want to lie down, but he will make you lie down. Okay? You don't want to? Okay. Then he will? 
Make, he'll make me lie down in green pasture. He'll lead, he will lead you. Amen. You are not leading yourself. Amen. You're not led by your own friends' ideas and, you know, your own ideas and, you know, your neighbor's counsel. You are led by him. Amen. His spirit is leading you. Then, uh, he, now he is the one who is restoring. Amen. Hallelujah. He's the one. He restores your soul. Amen. Your mind, will and emotions, everything is being restored. Amen. Then, and then he guides you. Everything is he. Are you doing anything? Nothing. Now, that, that's where he comes. Now, now, what does he do? He guides me in the righteousness. For? So, so the thing is, is there anything that it says that you will do? No. There is one thing you will do. End up walking in the valley. <laughs> we, are, we have doctorate in walking in valleys. Now, now we are very. We can make and make it make it very compassionate. Oh, I'm going through a valley. We can make it very compassionate, very very sensitive, emotional. You know, but the thing is, sometimes it's your own stupidness, my own stupidness that makes you go into the valley. Sometimes we can be in the valley. Okay. Sometimes it happens. Okay. Now, David had the understanding. Okay. It's nothing about him. He can't lead. He can't guide. He can't restore. He can't provide. He can't rest. He can't do anything. So God will give us. God will provide. God will guide. God will lead. And God will make you walk in. Right. You are not walking in righteousness. Who will walk in, make you walk in righteousness? The spirit inside of you, who is the spirit of righteousness, will make you walk in righteousness without your effort. When you believe. That's why when you go and read the next chapter, we're going to the next chapter of Romans, it talks about David and Abraham. Yeah. Revelation. David got a revelation. Okay? We'll go into that week after next. God bless you. I hope, I hope you, you're receiving something. Don't, don't okay, uh, I've told the pastor to make this series you know, so that you can listen to it. You need to listen to it and, and hear it again. And this is... Only Bible. I have only Bible here. And I have just some notes which I have taken, written down. No quotations. Nothing. Just some he Hebrew, Greek, you know, lexicon. Other than that, nothing. Pure, pure word. Amen. Amen? We need to get delivered from our own works to make us walk right. And we need to start believing to walk right so that the spirit inside of us can make us walk right. Why I'm saying this is, after walking with the Lord many years, I found that I'm a total failure in walking myself. That realization would come to us, you know. I think the day one we meet the Lord, but it didn't come, okay. But later on, when I started realizing, you know, especially in the couple of years, last couple of years, I, I started to see the Holy Spirit just take over. When I, went to, when I want to get angry, I hear a voice inside, no. Then I become very nice. But actually, I want to just give one kick. But inside, the spirit of righteousness. Why? Because you gave permission to the spirit of righteousness. So where you can't, he enables you. Grace kicks in. 
Oh, I'll preach for the next, uh, you know, 15 hours if I don't stop. God bless you. Thank you. You happy? Yes. Huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hello, this is Nisha Dilip Koshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.